Hello and welcome to the Food Safety Dish, a production brought to you by the Local Food Safety Collaborative. I'm your host, Catherine Kavanaugh. The Local Food Safety Collaborative is a cooperative initiative established between the National Farmers Union Foundation and the FDA with the goal of providing training, education, and technical assistance to local food producers to ensure good food safety practices and compliance with the Food Safety Modernization Act. National Farmers Union is a grassroots farmer-driven organization that believes strong family agriculture is the basis for thriving communities. NFU's membership includes over 200,000 family farmers and ranchers across America. Farmers Union's grassroots structure promotes locally initiated policy priorities and educational topics established by their members. Learn more about National Farmers Union at www.nfu.org. Today, we will be talking about forming a food safety plan that fits your farm with practical advice on the why and how from Texas farmer Lorig Hawkins. After farming for over 10 years in the central Texas area, Lorig founded Middle Ground Farm, a 30-acre farm that has been in operation since 2018. Middle Ground Farm grows vegetables for market, grazes animals, and maintains the property for animal and pollinator habitat. Lorig holds a master's degree in agricultural education from Texas State University. In 2020, they were accepted as a food safety fellow with the National Young Farmers Coalition, which will continue through the end of 2023. The fellowship is a group of farmer peers interested in bringing the concept of food safety to their communities. As a part of this fellowship, Lorig has attended the Produce Safety Alliance's Advanced Food Safety Training and co-taught Produce Safety Grower Trainings. Lorig's interest in food safety is about using the knowledge we have to make our farms and communities safer places for everyone. Lorig, welcome to the Food Safety Dish. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here and also a little nervous. Um, oh, but, uh, you'll but, do great. <laughs> <laughs> but so happy to be kind of talking uh, food safety um, and nerding out a little bit with, uh, with you all. Great. That's exactly what we want. Excellent. So let's get started. So can you tell us how you got into food safety? When did you create a food safety plan and what was the impetus to do so? Yes, so um, my story with food safety kind of goes back a few years. In 2016, 2017, I was still working at a nonprofit farm um, and working on establishing my own farm. And we started to hear kind of coming down the pipeline some information around the Food Safety Modernization Act. And the National Young Farmer Coalition at the time was doing some grower trainings. And so I happened to connect with some of the Young Farmer Coalition staff members who were able to do our grower training down here in Central Texas. And at that grower training, it was really just sort of a really engaging workshop, the way that NYFC kind of did that. And we were just in an atmosphere where there were a lot of my peers who were also there. And it was, I just remember while the information seemed kind of overwhelming at first, it was so fun to be in this space with other growers and talk about kind of all these different issues and different ways to approach the grower training. So I kind of got bit by the food safety bug a little bit at that training. And as I continued down my path of kind of farm ownership, I came across the Food Safety Fellowship. 
And I've always been interested in community learning and education. And I thought that this was just a great opportunity to, again, work with my peers, people kind of from around the U.S. to, one, just get more information around food safety and actually get trained. So to be able to learn some of the language that some auditors and people are using around food safety, and then to be able to bring that back to everyone else. And the fellowship really helped kind of change my lens of food safety in terms of kind of bringing it from this sort of esoteric kind of rules and regulations to just sort of like the practical on the ground, like what are we doing to try and sort of abide by kind of the basic understanding of food safety. So the start of the fellowship is really kind of when I went down my, my food safety rabbit hole, as you will and still learning, still growing. There's so much to uncover in the the science and art of food safety. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The art of food safety, yes. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. But that's kind of how I I got started was attending grower trainings, kind of hearing about other opportunities around food safety in my area, and just trying to stay abreast of all that. Wonderful. That's really cool. Could you walk us through the story of forming a food safety plan for your farm? Yes, of course. So when I first started out, I, you know, kind of started a little on the overboard side. There's a lot of information out there. And when I was looking at forming a food safety plan, I was really interested actually in more trying to find newer markets for our farm. So... My story of forming a food safety plan really started when I was looking for market opportunities for my own farm. We found that growing for farmers markets and CSAs, we were sort of hitting a little bit of a wall. And there seemed to be kind of a plethora of these other markets in the central Texas area. The kind of problem we kept running into was a lot of these markets wanted certain levels of food safety certifications in order to bring produce to their distributors. So I kind of started on the overboard end of things where I was really looking and actually sort of like gap certification level of food safety. And, you know, looking back, hindsight's 2020, but, you know, it was definitely way overkill for the kind of operation that our farm ended up being. And it was, you know, a little overwhelming as well, because in my opinion, you know, that gap certification is sort of that super high standard of food safety, kind of like the highest that you can go. And, you know, the documents that I would, I created out of this were just these lengthy, you know, like, you know, all of these numbers and bullets and index and pages. And it was so long, it really didn't make any sense. And it was just so boring. You know, (laughs) like, it was boring for me even to go back and try and, you know, edit it, because it was just so long and onerous. And I kind of came to this conclusion, well, one, you know, we didn't end up really going down that path uh, of needing that gap certification. But also sort of realizing that, you know, one, I had no idea who I was writing this food safety plan for. And two, that it it just was too complicated. You know, no one was going to want to sit down and read through that. So at that point, I kind of started to look at the plan and really just tried to simplify it. 
So I started kind of shifting gears a little bit. And what I realized was a lot of the information in the food safety plan or that, you know, I would need to put in the food safety plan was really great information for my staff. And so I ended up using my food safety plan or looking at it as sort of a way to communicate to staff or volunteers that happen to come on the farm, just some of the procedures and the ways that we do things on our own property. So it kind of came this sort of de facto training manual in a way. And because I was able to sort of hone in on the audience of who I wanted to write that plan for and who was going to be reading it, I was able to really pare it back, simplify it, making something that was, you know, I'm not going to say fun to read, but at least was um, accessible. Mm-hmm. And it really helps just kind of provide a really nice framework for thinking about the food safety plan. How did you go in making it more accessible after you decided it was way too long and, you know, it was maybe too much all at once? Yeah. So the first thing kind of that I did was just, you know, edit down everything to the the basics as best that I could. So really making sure that the only things that I was talking about were sort of the things that are applicable to our farm. Um, so really thinking about, you know, what kinds of activities do we do at Middle Ground? Um, how do I want uh, people to clean the crates maybe before harvest? Or where are we storing everything? What are my sort of preferences around, you know, how you come to work or where you eat and things like that. Just these simple things that one, I even help, I I think help staff or anybody who comes on your farm just feel a little bit more comfortable because they know sort of just kind of what the rules and the standards are. But yeah, it was helpful to kind of keep staff in mind. And, and just kind of making it, you know, only a, you know, as, as few pages as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Would you say that your food safety plan is kind of a dynamic document that changes? Or would you say that once you finished it, you haven't really touched it? I'm really glad you brought that up. Because one thing that I also sort of had to learn was just this idea and concept that, you know, your food safety plan is a living document. It's Mm -hmm. something that's always going to change. It will change, you know, as often as you need it to. But most likely, you know, what you start with is not going to kind of be what you end up with. And it's, it's nice, too, to think about it that way, because it takes a lot of the pressure off just to get everything right. In my opinion, you know, having a food safety plan is not about just having everything that you need to abide by the regulations. You know, the food safety plan is just what it is. It's a plan um, for whomever you need to kind of inform around the practices on your farm. And thinking about that, yeah, just just kind of trying to take the pressure off of having this like perfect plan where you go over everything that you need to. Um, There's Mm -hmm. always opportunities to to change it um, as you need. Right. No need to be perfect right away and also impossible to be perfect. So absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're going for awesome, but not perfect. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, why do you think it matters to have a food safety plan? You know, having a food safety plan really helped 
me at middle ground, it was so surprising how easy it made it to establish just a culture around the farm. It's, you know, like I said, I sort of use the food safety plan as kind of like a training uh, manual for staff. And so as we went through a lot of the things um, like, you know, washing your hands, um, where people can eat, how we clean and sanitize things, it, it just lays this groundwork of, um, you know, it normalizes basically these activities that you think are going to be a big ask. I know at the beginning, I was always afraid that having all of these sort of rules and ways to do things would be sort of asking too much from staff. But really, you know, it, it just became, you know, their baseline. And so I could give these trainings and walk through the food safety plan and oftentimes, you know, come up when people are working and just see people doing these things like we went through them with the food safety plan. It was so fast too, just how quickly Mm -hmm. kind of people picked that up and then just made it normal. So it really emphasized for me just this power of uh, communicating your needs, your farm's needs to your staff and how really easy it actually is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So when you consider all of the sections of the produce safety training, like staff and crew, we have wildlife, pre and post harvest water, you know, post harvest handling. Is there one area that you found to be the biggest challenge for your operation or maybe one of those things that needed the most attention in your plan writing? Yeah, that's really interesting. I think one way too that I tried to approach it was kind of looking at all those different chapters and thinking within those sections, you know, what are our biggest risks? kind of according to some of these standards. So, you know, I would say that we probably pay attention more to water more than anything that we do, making sure that the water that we're washing with, you know, abides by standards and we know when to change water when we're washing stuff and know sort of the the rules around, or not rules, but the concepts around how things can spread in water. So really kind of looking... Paying, paying much more attention to water and where it's coming from and where it's going. And I would say a little bit too, just on the animal side of things is where we focus a lot of our, you know, our efforts. Uh, we do have, you know, deer pressure and other sort of like animal pressure around. And of course, you know, birds are sort of like a constant thing. So being able to, yeah, just kind of thinking about I would, I would say those are kind of the, the two biggest areas that we try and focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Water is life. And also bacteria loves water as well. They so. sure do love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you share some obstacles that you've incurred along the way? I assume, you know, maybe not every day is easy or you come into things that you don't want to come into. How did you address those and how did you overcome some of those things that came up along the way? You know, there was a, obviously a few obstacles um, throughout the path. One was just, you know, when I first started on kind of the overboard side of things, I uh, felt like a lot of the resources that I found were very similar. Um, so 
All of the resources just seemed very overwhelming because they were all sort of so technical and long and, you know, black and white. And it was hard to think about translating that to sort of my small farm where there, there might not be so many different kind of procedures and specific procedures that we might have to go through. So it was, it was hard to sift through kind of all of the, the noise out there and find um, something that made sense and seemed very practical to, to go off of. Um, you know, wanting to kind of overcomplicate things, I feel like, is always an obstacle. I keep remembering what a good friend of mine says, uh, Billy Mitchell, whom I think you all know, is just keep it simple, like simplify, simplify, simplify. So I think one of the obstacles, too, is just being able to kind of pare yourself down enough where you're really distilling just kind of the, the true nuggets of what you need people to know. Because, you know, that will probably be the, the way that people will take that information away. And, you know, just I think another obstacle is just the, the framework of how you even, you know, look at the food safety plan. It, it does mm -hmm. come across as this thing that, oh, it's something I have to do. You know, I have to say all these things. Um, but if you do look at it as like an opportunity to establish this culture at your farm, it can be really empowering for yourself and just for your staff and anybody else who interacts there. Mm -hmm. Yes, I like framing it as an opportunity for empowerment. That's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious because you're, you know, you have taken the advanced PSA grower training and you've also delivered some of those trainings. How have you, as you have learned more about the language and become more familiar with that more technical language, how has that influenced the way that you think about these things and how have you used those kinds of same languagings to articulate your food safety plan? Or have you found that you've had to kind of translate it a little bit? Or like, how would you say that transfers over to people understanding the food safety kind of 101 stuff? Yeah, definitely. You know, the so the grower training with the Produce Safety Alliance is sort of the kind of the first training that you'll go come across as a grower. And, it, you know, it's a lifelong training. So once you take it, you know, you're good to go. But there are, you know, some technical terms in the training. And they are, you know, they're trying to, you know, they want to give you as much information as they can, just so that they're covering all of their bases. And so a lot can get lost in that, I think, one, as growers take the, the course and, you know, there's only so much you can you can take in. But two, like you're saying, sort of the language. So I think it's just kind of trial and error and, and really, you know, kind of looking at the, the, you know, the produce safety material and seeing just kind of what resonates with you um, and thinking about, you know, if there are any other ways that you can translate that or say that to your staff. You know, I do think that there are some terms and concepts that are important to kind of learn and know, like cleaning and sanitizing and like what's the difference between that uh, and maybe even knowing and understanding a little bit around how just these microorganisms even live and thrive and what their you know, habitats are. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it just kind of depends on your own operation. 
what mm-hmm. you think is going to best suit your needs and going through that material and maybe trying to simplify it. Right. So how has making a food safety plan and implementing it, how has that changed your business operation? Are there any surprise benefits that you've noticed that have come along with the implementation and practical execution of that? Yeah, I think having a food safety plan has made the farm much more organized and just kind of created, you know, I mentioned before that culture of, you know, food safety around the farm, but also just a culture of kind of going, you know, this is the way that we do things. And we do these things because we want to, you know, grow the best product that we can and provide the best and safest product for our communities. So when you kind of attach that, that idea of like, you know, I would like to create a safe and welcoming environment at my farm. And a lot of the concepts of food safety kind of help you get there and really can help ensure, you know, your staff and your customers that, you know, at the end of the day, they're thinking of you or we're thinking of you. We're thinking of our customers and our supporters. And, you know, the, the food safety plan just made it more real, I guess, kind of writing that down and having it in print, it makes it almost like a, a, a motto or sort of you know, just a standard that you can follow. So it, it's been so fun sort of watching, one, people just take on the culture, two, how kind of organized and routine everything has become at the farm because of the, the things that we lay out in the plan. And, and two, just being able to present this information to staff and others so that they can then share that to wherever else they might end up. So transferring a lot of that knowledge, just so we, you know, we as small growers continue to, you know, have a safe and clean farm. Mm-hmm. Like one, one last thing to think about if it's kind of on the autopilot setting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was so amazing how towards the end of the first season, once I had really rolled out the food safety plan, you know, how people took to like cleaning and sanitizing the crates and our harvesting equipment, um, how it just became a routine part of the farm and how proud staff and volunteers were as well that, you know, they were, that we're all sort of going to these lengths to provide, you know, you know, great food. Mm-hmm. I guess finally, do you have any advice to someone maybe that's feeling overwhelmed and looking to put together a food safety farm plan, or maybe someone who doesn't really have food safety on their radar, but now all of a sudden they've heard it in the radio transmissions of whoever has been saying that? Or, yeah, like what would you say to someone who is starting off their food safety plan? Yes. So if you're just starting off on the wonderful journey that is food safety, you know, I would recommend kind of going out to the World Wide Web and looking up some of the resources. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. the National Young Farmer Coalition and the Produce Safety Alliance. Um, I think even NFU has a lot of resources mm-hmm. available to growers. You know, I think as always, whenever you're looking at something new for your farm, um, see if you can find others around you that have maybe gone through this before or who maybe are interested as well in creating a food safety plan. 
I found it really helpful, like, you know, at that first grower training that I was amongst so many people who were kind of tackling this same thing. So kind of the more people you can get together, hopefully, in your, in this kind of project and path, um, you know, the the more fun it's going to make it. And you'll find, I'm sure that it's just so helpful to have other people to bounce ideas off of. But you know, in terms of kind of like another practical way to approach it, I think is, you know, to just kind of sit down, maybe set a, you know, short timer and really think about, you know, a list, make a list of kind of all the activities that you might do on your farm. And maybe also just a quick list of all the kind of major risks that you think you might come across with your farm, whether it's, you know, drift or animal pressure, like I said, or, or something else. And once you've got that list, pare it down even more, maybe the top five that you think are, you know, things that you want to work on and just start there. Just start with, you know, the first kind of five things that come to mind in terms of what you want people to know and understand about your farm. Um, And some of those resources out in the, in the world will help you figure out, you know, some of the necessary things that you need to have in that plan, but really thinking about it as something for you and your farm and the things that you do there and to not sort of get caught up in all these other you know, topics and things that you can include. So just try and keep it simple and, and start small. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lorig, for joining us and sharing your practical wisdom. I'm really thinking, hopefully, that this will help share that maybe it feels overwhelming, but it's not impossible. Practical measures and step-by-steps can go a long way. Exactly. And you can always change it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not nothing set in stone, so always an opportunity to edit and shift as you need. Wonderful. If you are interested in learning more about NFU and the work that we do, check out our website at www.nfu.org. You can also find our food safety page there too. And thank you to our sponsor. This podcast is supported by the Food and Drug Administration of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services as a part of a financial assistance award, 2U01FD0069213, totaling $1 million with 100% funding by FDA HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by the FDA HHS or the U.S. government. I'm Kevin Cavanaugh, and this has been the Food Safety Dish. Until next time.